Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast by simply going on to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, um, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, and Anchor, of course. Make sure you go on those channels, subscribe to the show, and you will not miss an episode. Just find me anywhere, folks. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Let's get right into today's show. Now, I'm doing things the traditional way. You know, not going to lie to you. Didn't feel like setting up the camera this week. It's just been so much going on. But I wanted to do a show. So I said, you know what? I'll sit down and do it the way episodes one through maybe, dare say, 40-something was done. But here it is, folks. NXT. They take a huge lead in the war this week, winning with not one, but two incredible matches. We start off with the top rope. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. Top rope this week, folks. There's a new champion in town, and her name is Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley defeated Shayna Baszler to become the new NXT Women's Champion. This match was just everything you thought it would be. Hard hitting. Ladies going at it. Back and forth. You knew Shayna two-time was not to be messed with. But when Rhea Ripley showed up and when she made it known that she was coming after that title, you had that sense of feeling that, you know what? It's only a matter of time before she dethrones her. You just knew it. I mean, Rhea Ripley is somebody, while she's not your prototypical attitude era or ruthless aggression era like WWE women's wrestler, she's exactly what you would want to see of a women's wrestler. And that's somebody who's just going to go out there and kick butt. Somebody who's going to go out there and fight. Somebody who's going to prove that she's tough and should be rolling with the best of them. And that's what she did with her match with Shayna Baszler. So, full disclosure. Full transparency, I should say. I'm at Christmas party with my wife. And I'm looking at the time. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be able to watch wrestling tonight. Therefore, I'm not going to record the podcast because I'm not going to be able to watch it live. By the time I get home, I'm going to be tired. So I decide, I look at the time, and I was like, oh, well, it's about 9.40, 9.50. I said, oh, wait a minute. 
NXT is on. No, no, scratch that. I was on Twitter and I saw people kind of talk about it. I said, oh yeah, women's title match. That's probably going to main event the show. And from that moment, I turned it on and I was hooked. I saw Shayna Baszler, you know, having the dragon sleeper or whatever her finisher is or the Cobra Clutch or whatever. And I said, you know what? She, nah, Rhea Ripley's too tough. She's too tough. She's getting out of this. And sure enough, she did. And, you know, in the end, she won the title. And, and I just thought this was great. It was everything that I was waiting to see, everything I thought it should be. And she's somebody who is a going to be a true representation for the women's division of NXT. But here's another thing. I'm glad that WWE, or in this case, NXT, didn't overbook themselves. Didn't do something like, you know what? We're not going to put the title on her because it's so obvious that she's going to win the title. Sometimes you just got to go with it. You know, you think back. Rhea Ripley dominated Survivor Series weekend with a win on SmackDown, a win in essentially a handicapped situation at TakeOver War Games, and then a win at the Survivor Series. She proved she should be champion. And that's what I like, the way it was put together. Bully Ray said on Busted Open Radio, this is how you get somebody over. And I was just a huge fan. I'd said weeks ago that if Shayna did not lose the title to Rhea Ripley, it was going to be a disappointment. And thank you, WWE, for not disappointing me. But sticking with NXT, like I said, they was victorious this week, uh, having more than 100,000 more viewers than AEW Dynamite. We saw Adam Cole and Finn Balor open up the show. So when I got home, I turned this match on. Yeah, I was like, let me just turn on NXT. Let's see what and I saw this is the first match. NXT World Championship. And I was like, oh boy. So I know I knew it. Automatically knew these guys was gonna put on a show. I've seen their match. I can't remember what promotion it was, whether it's PWG or what exactly which promotion it was. But I've seen these two wrestle before in a non-WWE ring. So, I already knew I was going to get a good match. But the storytelling here, the story was the return of Johnny Gargano. After Adam Cole was victorious, Johnny Gargano showed up. And Finn Balor looked like he's seen a ghost. So, this is where NXT will continue to win the ratings war. These heavy hitters right here. You have a guy like Adam Cole who's bringing along the Undisputed Era. You have Finn Balor, a former Universal Champion, a former um, NXT Champion. Then you have Johnny Gargano. You have Tommaso Ciampa. These guys are established stars. They're established then you have a guy like Pete Dunne on the roster. You have an emerging superstar in Keith Lee. And then, of course, the women. I'm looking at that, and I said, you know what? I'm going to tune into this show on Wednesday nights. Now, this is no disrespect to AEW by any means, but to me, things are just spread thin. You know, we had 
Demaris die of the Die Sporting Net on episode 101 this past week. And we discussed this. The difference between an AEW and an NXT. So, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, and I'm not giving up on AEW, folks. But when they made it kind of clear that they were going to be challenging WWE, you knew things just wasn't going to sit well. Did If you really thought that the WWE was going to let them come in and take things lightly, no. Because they've been in this before. They understand it's a marathon, not a sprint. They also understand that NXT... I mean, the AEW was the new kid in town. And most of the time, or the new girl at the club. And a lot of times when you're the new girl at the club, people gravitate towards you. But after a while, when they start to see the new girl in the club, and they see, hey, she got issues just like everybody else, maybe we'll go with the short thing. So, that's my take on that. Let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Lashley, Lana, Engage. So, Lana and Rusev are divorced. And now that they're divorced, we are set up to get a new marriage. And that's Bobby Lashley and Lana. These two will be due to get married on Raw. Now, I'm not really feeling this whole kayfabe marriage thing. To me, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, for goodness sakes, we have too much social media out here, right? So, we know that Rusev and Lana are married. We know that Bobby Lashley's married. So, why are we doing this? But hey, it makes for entertaining television, right? Now, I don't think they're going to get married because wedding wrestling's never wrestling weddings never work. Somebody's going to come up around. Somebody's going to get involved. Somebody's going to stop it. What I do want to see is her manage him and lead him to championship gold. That's what I want to see. I don't want to. See, I don't care about. Bobby Lashley putting a ring on Lana's finger. I care about Lana leading Bobby Lashley to gold. So that's where I'm with that. Go back and watch the segments. But hey, guess, and here's another thing. People are watching this stuff on YouTube and they're watching it on Twitter. And as long as it continues to generate those ratings, that means ad dollars for the WWE folks. And as long as those ad dollars coming in, they're going to keep doing the storyline. <clears throat> Excuse me. Speaking of storylines, speaking of couples in wrestling on screen, or I should say partnerships, you have Andrade. Andrade and Zelina Vega. Now, they showed the past couple of weeks, they teased a couple issues between the two with Zelina Vega kind of getting in Andrade's way, kind of costing him matches. But... This past Monday, he put Umberto on a stretcher. And you can see all was well between them two. A lot of people pick Andrade to have a breakout year 
in the year 2019. But I would like to think 2020, he's going to have a better year. I would like to believe that by the time December 2020 rolls around, Andrade would be getting ready to be in the championship picture where it's just so obvious. Now, knowing WWE, he'll be a babyface this time next year, and Charlotte will be his manager, and they'll be a power couple. I don't want to see that happen, but I do want to see him have the opportunity to challenge for the Universal Championship or the WWE Championship. So I'm really hoping they go in that direction. I know there's rumors, Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar, for the WWE title at WrestleMania. I hope not. I'm so sick of them too. Uh, but we do. Let's get the WWE Championship back on Raw every week. But most importantly, I want to see where Andrade stands. I should say most importantly for this conversation right here. And round off this first segment. My first uh, half. Seth Rollins. So, for those who do not know, it's official. He and AOP are a thing. Rollins came out there on Monday Night Raw and, you know, he pretty much addressed the crowd, said a whole bunch of gibberish, but he told people that they would not be happy with him at the end of the night. And for that, he would be sorry. And that was when he attacked Rey Mysterio. Now, outside of Daniel Bryan not being in the 2014 Royal Rumble, and Rey Mysterio being the 30th person and suffering the booze. Rey Mysterio is just one of those people you you just don't do nothing wrong to and expect no backlash. People love Rey. It's just always been the case. So I think this is pretty cool. I want to see what happens. It's a great way to get stuffed over as a heel. But I don't think he needs help. I think he's a natural heel. We don't want to root for him. We don't want to see Seth Rollins do the right thing. It's just what it is what it is, folks. You know? So, but I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. I got a word for you coming up. Be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, you may have heard I have a new podcast called Breaking Through Glass Ceilings with Brian H. Where I not only share my story, but I invite guests to come on and share their stories as well. You can find this show on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Simply search Breaking Through Glass Ceilings with Brian H. And subscribe to it, drop a five-star rating, and let me know what you think. And who knows, I may invite you on the show to share your story. Now back to Break It Down with Brian H. Hey guys, if you've been paying attention, you may know that the Wrestling Realm is now available on Spotify. So not only are we on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube, but we are also on Spotify. So make sure you subscribe and do not miss an episode of the Wrestling Realm or Break It Down with Brian H. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Realm so you can get all your 
cool content, just go to the YouTube page, hit the subscribe button, turn the bell notification on. I got one question. Is Kenny Omega a big deal or what? No, like, is he a big deal or is he just a mid-carder? My question comes because I'm, I turn on AEW and I see he's teaming up with Adam Page to take on the Lucha Bros. And I'm like, okay. They lose. Omega was looked at a year around a year ago. Like last year at this time. Kenny Omega was looked at as the hottest free agent in wrestling. The guy that everybody wanted to see go somewhere and make a huge deal. Whether make a big splash. Whether it was this new promotion that we would Thought that was going to come out and would be announced on New Year's Day, which was to be All Elite Wrestling. Or whether he was going to the WWE, perhaps NXT. I personally believe that had he went to the WWE right now, he would be in that title picture on NXT. And we wouldn't be saying, oh, well, you know what? Omega's bigger than NXT. He doesn't need to be there. Or... He would be in a solid, uh, you know, he would be, him and Seth Rollins would probably be going at it on Raw right now. I, but then again, maybe I was fooled. Maybe Kenny Omega isn't a big deal. Maybe Omega is a big fish in a small pond. But right now, AEW isn't doing him any favors. Now, I understand trying to get these young guys over. But let's be real. How many how many people that's coming back to wrestling that's using AEW as that opportunity when they tune in to TNT, how many of those people really know who Kenny Omega is? I always argue that the people they know are Chris Jericho, Billy Gunn when he's in those little rumbles. Dustin Rhodes, because they know him as Goldust. But how many people really know that Kenny Omega? You know, even people who were WWE fans trying to get into AEW. Do they really know how good or, you know, do they really know a lot about Kenny Omega? Did they watch his matches with Okada? So I don't know. I mean, so I could be wrong, but I, I, I'm just interested because right now, folks, I'm not seeing Kenny Omega as a big deal. And this is concerning. Maybe it wasn't a big loss for the WWE at all. You know? So, who knows? You know, Chris Jericho, he's out there doing his thing. But, uh... I don't know. I would like to see him be the... I would like to see Jericho dethroned from the AEW World Championship by Dean Ambrose. Excuse me, I wanted to call him Dean Ambrose. John Moxley. I'm not sure that's going to happen. I just look at it like, okay, so... He's beefing with Jungle Boy right now. And why isn't Ambrose there? I mean, Moxley there? I don't know why I keep calling Ambrose. But yeah, why isn't Moxley there? So, 
these are the reasons that currently AEW is you know behind in the ranks. But you know, speaking of Omega, him and Adam Page teamed up. They lost. They had a little issue, but then as it looked like they were about to square off, Pac or maybe they call him Pack. We'll call him Pack because that's what they call him on TV. But I'm probably wrong because they're probably wrong. But Pack closed the door and beat up Michael Nakazawa, who's Omega's best friend. Or we believe that he beat him up. It was a setup. But maybe they're going to do this thing when Nakazawa turns on Omega. Yeah, that's going to put butts in the seats. Look, I don't hate AEW. Don't get me wrong. As a matter of fact, I'm watching it right now. But they told us we were getting competition. They told us we were getting an alternative product. Tony Khan said that he believed this could be his dad's most profitable business. And it's going to take time. But what I need them to do is keep WWE's name out their mouth. Now, and and stop with these, like, these small puns. Last week, Britt Baker was watching a match at ringside. They decided to show, or a couple weeks ago, they decided to show her face. Because a look of concern. The same way they did with Adam Cole when she was at NXT. Then during her match, they showed another lady's face. So I'm like, what is the point of all these quote-unquote shots? So I'm I'm not the big fan of them, but hey, that's just me. But um, I'll tell you what I am a fan of. And, you know, sitting here, like I said, before I get into that, I'm looking at AEW Dynamite, and I see we're getting another dusty finish with the Dark Order getting attacked. Or they're coming out and... They attacked the Young Bucks and SCU after SCU retained the tag titles. Then suddenly Omega, Dustin Rose, and Cody Rose came to the rescue, and they were all getting beat up. I don't know who's the star in the Dark Order. Like, who's the person? There's nobody there that's making me say, I need to watch these guys every week and see what they're doing. Because, like, right now, you know, at least with the NWO, you knew Hogan Hall and Nash. And I don't want to hear people challenge me to say stuff like, well, you just watch all types of wrestling. Look, I watch what I watch, right? Um, So maybe if I didn't see somebody from the independents. You know, back in the 90s, you didn't criticize people for not knowing who that Scott Hall was in WCW as the Diamond Stud or that Kevin Nash was in WCW as Vinny Vegas, or just to say Diesel. You ain't criticize people for that. But, um, yeah. But I'll tell you one thing I am a fan of. That's Brandy Rhodes and Kong and the Nightmare Collective. Now, I actually like how they're taking snippets of these ladies' hair or track in some cases. Or hair extensions, whatever you want to call it. I like how they're doing that and using it as an opportunity to be. They're using it as, uh, I should say, trophies as they walk around with all these pieces of hair. And they have Melanie Cruz with them who sacrificed herself the same way Serena Deeb did to join the straight edge society. So... I'm looking at that, and I said, this is interesting. After Awesome Kong beat somebody, or Awesome Queen K, 
after she beat up somebody, you know, in a squash match, they took her hair. But then later we saw Chris Statlander, Statlander, I'm sorry. She defeated Britt Baker in a, it was a solid match. She defeated her to become the number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship. And then Brandy asked her to join. And she signaled, no, she was not joining. And that led to her getting attacked. So, I know some people may not, but I really love Brandy Rose in this authoritative slash managerial slash antagonist role. She's a star, and she's somebody people will tune in to see. But I want to see the rest of the division, the rest of the company come up. And I don't doubt that it will happen. We live in a microwave society, so hopefully it happens soon. But I'm going to wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, real quick, I noticed um, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal are your new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. So congratulations to them. They're the first ever all-African-American ROH Tag Team Champions as we head into 2020. You know, the company's been around since the early 2000s. They defeated the Briscoes. You know, and remember when people were saying the Briscoes were not cosmetically pleasing to come to the WWE? Yeah, about that. But uh, Lethal also became the third... Um, became the third Grand Slam winner. Uh, but he's also the um, only man in the history to win the ROH television pure and tag team championships so that'll do it congratulations to them folks i'm gonna wrap this up as always i appreciate you and your support and i appreciate you tuning in until the next time folks i'm brian h waters make sure you subscribe to my show here make sure you subscribe to break it through glass ceilings I got Kelsey Nicole Nelson coming up on that show. That show brought to you by B Waters Productions. This week, you know, I'm definitely delving into SmackDown. There will not be a show next week. Not during Christmas, but there will be a show before the New Year. So it'll probably only be one show. You know what? I'm either going to go on right on Saturday or Monday after Monday Night Raw. There we go. I'll probably do that. So you'll have something new to listen to on Christmas. But just like AEW, I'm not recording Christmas either. I'll be playing a new video game. But until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody.